Welcome to The Burnout Show, a weekly conversation with special guests who generously share their burnout stories with us. We also chat with health and wellness experts on how to best navigate burnout when you're in the thick of it, as well as how to avoid it returning. And now here's your host, Jess Jones. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Burnout Show. Today's special guest is Natsune Oki. Natsune, welcome to the show. Hi, Jess. Thank you very much for having me. Can you share with us a little bit about what you do and what led you down this path? Yes. So my name is Natsune Oki. I'm a host at LifeUpEducationTV.com. This is a media channel that talks about, really, I would say personal development, but I talk about it from very various angles. Sometimes I talk about psychology. Sometimes I talk about anthropology. Sometimes I talk about quantum physics, like very various field, right? And then mm. the way I describe it is I wanted to create a channel that talks about how can we maximize the possibility or potential of the humanity from the perspective of arts and science. The reason I said arts and science is that what I notice is art is very, very like a foundation of everything that happens in this world, basically, right? Like everything yeah. has to be imagined first uh, in order for the humanity to create something, like starting from the phone, computer, everything has yeah. been on the idea before. And now with something we have to talk about, uh, something it's mandatory to talk about is the art part, like what makes people trick. And then the science part, like I said, I, I like to talk about like a methodology. Like I want to talk about also, you know, the method of how we achieve those ambition of art we have into like making them into the reality in the real world. And in order mm -hmm. for us to do that, we need to talk about like more science based thing. Uh, such as, like I said, the psychology, like um, anthropology, like all these things, I miserable things, I guess. Yeah. We tack this topic from both perspectives by having guests also, but also like me just exploring different topics as well in that channel. Mm. And another thing I do, and within the same domain, I also have a book, The Game of Self-Domination, which is a book yeah. that talks about how someone can create mental transformation in three different phases. And I think from now... Uh, until here, you can already probably tell I'm very, very like passionate about mindset. I'm very passionate about like how can I contribute for people to like produce the maximum, you know, potential, like yeah. uh, to reach their maximum like potential. So that's what I dedicate to with that channel. And another thing I have is consulting practice for companies in Japan and also foreign companies. Uh, who want to launch and expand their businesses either in Japanese market or American market. And I provide marketing and project management services for those companies. Wow. So very busy. Yeah. But I, I like to keep it busy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I understand. So what did you want to be growing up? It's a very good question. Actually, like, I don't really remember. Only one thing I can remember is, at one point, I think I said I wanted to be a baker, like a bakery, yeah. like a yeah. bakery. but that was like when I was super, super little, yeah. but I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And then yeah. everyone else in my class was saying that. So I just like went along with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually a funny question that you brought it up because when I say that I wrote the book, people assume that, oh, like, so you wanted to be an author, but the truth is actually 
because I, I come with like a very like strategic, I'm capable of making strategic decisions Mm -hmm. because I also have this like a very businessy side of me. I have, for example, degree in economics. And because of that, the way I approach publishing a book was not necessarily because like one day I want to be an author. It was more like business decision. I thought it was a good idea to publish a book because I know that the consumers would consume my content in various ways and I can't decide how they should consume it. Some people like to listen, some people like to watch, some people like to read. Mm -hmm. So that was why the book was, it it felt like it was the right uh, choice for me. Yeah. So you're obviously very passionate about the work that you do. What got you into this, this area of work? Yeah. So I think throughout my life, without my intention, like without recognizing, I have been very, I would say entrepreneurial, courageous, different, but not because I was so proud to be different. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. I really didn't care if I was different or not, yeah. but I guess as a result of just who I am, I always choose to listen to myself over over authority. If something Mm -hmm. didn't make sense to me, I didn't just want to be told what to do. And that was just like part of my personality. And I think a lot of people have that in them, but at some, you know, at some time they, it's a scary thing to pursue your own thing because it comes with also a cost, right? Like you have to take full responsibility, accountability in your decision. When people are not like, you know, cheering for your decision when people are like even disagreeing with whatever mm-hmm. you're saying, like it, it could feel alone and it takes courage for someone to stand on your opinion and really follow through with whatever you want to follow through if mm-hmm. the opinion is very unique. And I think I had that capability, like a natural capability in always like staying on my side, like always standing on my own need and like yeah. own opinion yeah where you know especially I think in the environment I was grew up in with Japan Japanese society it especially liked the liked to train people to be part of something and to really like yeah be part of the group and then yeah. individualism was not welcomed but I always had that and it was not because I, I was proud to have it. it was more like I just didn't know how else. Yeah. 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 So back to your question, I guess because I had that in me, which I didn't know how to even like have a relationship with that part of myself. Mm. Well, in this Japanese society, I think I had to do a lot of challenging in my mindset and mentality because, you know, in one way I have this like, you know, courageous person who's curious and who wants to do whatever she wants to do. On the other side, there's a lot of people who, who would judge me, who would like try to stop me, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of, it felt like it was necessity for me to have kind some kind of belief that I could like lay back on. And I yeah. think as a result, I had to build this like a mindset uh, training in myself and I think without intention I've been practicing it a lot because of the personality I had and then also the context of how I grew up mm. and now you're able to share what you've learned with other people as well mm. yeah that's great so how do you manage your time and energy effectively yeah 
So I think I don't pay a lot of attention of how should I manage my time. Mm -hmm. I think there's that element of people trying to control what they cannot control, like in, in not, you know, managing time or even managing outcome, right? I think, I think in a position of, especially for entrepreneurial person, you need to understand that you can't plan things. <laughs> I yeah. think many times you are the person who needs to figure out, right? Like you, who needs to navigate through the chaotic thing that happens sometimes out of your control. And I think if people or especially I would say entrepreneurial person dwell too much on that, like a managing time, managing the project, blah, blah, blah. Like it only cripples them because you need to always have that flexibility of mm-hmm. like becoming the firefighter of whenever the problem rises. And mm-hmm. in there, like it's a chaos. Like you, you don't have the space for managing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, I think, in order for me to have that like a mental strength and capacity, I don't, mm, I don't dwell a lot on like, did I waste my time or did I, you know, did I not achieve what I, what I needed to achieve? Like, I think I have like some kind of parameter of like what I should achieve, but mm-hmm. at, at the same degree, I also pull from the opposite direction to say like, you know, I needed to be ready to like face whatever surprising thing like unexpected thing yeah. and I learn how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situation so in that uncomfortable situation nothing seems so easy to control yeah. and I think for entrepreneurial person you need to be okay with that I think that's actually what I learned is like it's the hardest skill anyone can have as an entrepreneur but that's what you are needed for as a leader is that people don't want to do it but entrepreneur's role is to be the confident, like to be the person who says like, look, guys, it's okay. We're going to get through this. We don't mm-hmm. know how, but we're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's so right. That's, yeah, that's, that's how I approach it for yeah. now. So what do you do when you start to feel stressed or overwhelmed? Do you have immediate practices that you can go to to help relieve the pressure? Mm-hmm. I think the doubts that I still face today is because I care so much about like what the other person gets like I used to also struggle a lot with I, actually I still do I, I kind of struggle a lot with making money like making money as in like I don't like to ask something for someone like I just feel like I don't want to take anything right so it's something that I'm still trying to learn how to like ask something to someone so back to your question one thing that still stressed me out is a little bit of like a self-doubt sometimes right like Mm -hmm. I feel like am I able to you know deliver what's beyond the satisfactory like factory result for this particular client or whatever and sometimes I just feel like I don't know if I can handle honestly sometimes and when I feel that at the same time my option is if I get high, like if I get this project and if they're not satisfied, I can always give them back the money. And actually I try to lean as much as I can. I try to lean on the thought of like, you know, when I'm scared, that's when I need to go offense, like not defense. So Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to say, you know, we're going to achieve this. And then I will do anything it takes for me to give them whatever we promise or we like beyond the satisfactions. And I think it's actually one way to motivate myself. Like I'm, I think it actually makes, especially entrepreneurial person better. If you are truly rewarded according to the value you provide in the market, mm-hmm. like there's no like BS, like you can't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I think hide. Way, hmm? you can't hide from it. Yeah. So one way I think I've come to learn is somehow the more I taste this like journey of entrepreneurship, the more I am okay with that, the more I feel like, like no one in the end of the day, no one really knows what's going to happen. No one really knows the answer. But as long as I'm leaning onto the thought of like, I, I respect the outcome, right? Like no excuse. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rewarded truly based on the performance. Then I think that's, that kind of helps you like to grow, not to fake grow, but like to really grow from your core. Mm, It's kind of risky and it's, it could be scary. And I I had to learn it eventually, but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head goes when, whenever I need something. So I guess it's almost just having faith in taking the leap and, and um, not knowing the unknown, but knowing that you would do everything you can to achieve whatever the outcome is that you've intended to achieve. Mm-hmm. So that is having a lot of faith and confidence in yourself and your ability and courage, as you said, which is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So can you tell me about a time that you've hit burnout in your life before? Right. So burnout, honestly, I think I feel it, I wouldn't say almost every day, but like probably like half of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but really all joking aside, like, my approach to burnout is like when I'm in a position that I am, I, I think about alternative and my answer always comes like, you know, I could be burnt, burnt out and that's okay. Like it's a natural thing. But I think in the end of the day, I also believe in the competition. I also believe in the natural competition, which means that when you, you have two options, one is to stay burnout or the second one is, knowing that when you are not working, people are working. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm not like saying one way or uh, one way is better or another way is like worse or anything like that. Mm. But I think it's how your brain is wired. My case is like when I meet hardships or when I meet the rejection, when I meet burnout, particularly what works for me, me, only me, mm-hmm. is to really think of it from a perspective of, but wait a minute, like I can stay being burned out, but people are still working and there's no alternative for me, but to like go back to work. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's also like one quote that I heard from Elon Musk that really stuck with me is he says, if you need to hear inspiring word for you to pursue your dream, don't do it. Mm. And I agree with that a lot. I think it's, it's to do with like, you, you know, we talk about motivation, we talk about, you know, the dream. And 
we blame on, oh, because I don't have a dream. We blame on, oh, because I don't have a motivation. I think the more you go deeper on your journey, really what's more important is the discipline. Mm -hmm. Like you will have these hard times. You will have these uh, struggles and everybody has have them. Yeah. But again, coming back to the value of competition, like, can you, are you, do, are you deserving of success? Because these are challenges that everybody has to go through, like burnout mm. as well. Like these are something that everybody's going through. And if you're truly mean to win in the competition and by saying winning and losing, I'm not necessarily attaching value to them. Like sure. it just happened. Like it's just contextual. Sometimes yeah. people people lose but it doesn't mean that winner is better than the loser sure. like, yeah, it's part of life yeah. yeah so and but if we focus on the topic of competition here like are you deserving of success is that like these people who meant to win are the ones who somehow managed the burnout like whatever they did so because in the end of the day i think the logic of competition is really whoever wants it more win in the end of the day mm -hmm. so that's the way i see it and uh yeah i think that probably ends my answer to your question yeah so what do you do for yourself to look after yourself or how do you have downtime in your life what does that look like for you downtime yeah do you have any uh, uh yeah yeah of course <laughs> I, I, <laughs> It doesn't feel as much as like, I feel like my free time and then my working time is not so vividly clear, like separatable mm -hmm. as much as other people, because like yeah. I work by myself and everything like that. And I generally try to do things that I feel passionate about in my working time and outside of my working time, something mm -hmm. fun. So for me, in a macro scale of thing, like in a macro, I don't feel so much stressed in my work time. And mm -hmm. I guess even if I had a free time, sometimes because of that, I would still do things that make sense for me to do for my working time. Uh, because in a, like I said, in a macro scale of thing, yeah, it'll just make me happier to, yeah. you know, knowing that I'm toward my goal. Yeah. But that being said, in my free time, I I make contents like for social media, for example. Mm -hmm. I also get out sometimes with you know meeting up with my friends during mm -hmm. the summer. I go to the beach, and I make contents there as well uh, yeah. because that section in my show, Life of Education TV, where I truly show me like as who I am. Yeah, and just hang out, you know. So that's that's what I do in every time. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. So what are you most excited about in your life right now? My life right now? I am planning to do, I'm not sure exactly when I can manage that, hopefully within the next five years, but I really want to travel the world for 11 months. Yeah. Um, going to like five to six different countries. And yeah, that comes to my mind, comes to my mind. Oh, be amazing. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> At least even just the idea of it until we know when we can travel would be enough to kind of keep you motivated and, and knowing that's in your future, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. So uh, what brings you joy? What brings me joy? I think many things. Like I can't really 
know how or why, but throughout the day, or maybe it tends to happen when I, I'm listening to like some kind of mindset talks or even music. Yeah. But when I do that, somehow I always come with the thoughts. And sometimes these thoughts are very, like, very, very intensively about appreciating something, <laughs> just appreciating my family, friends, yeah. or whatever, or even my situation right now. Yeah. And yeah, I think what triggers is that emotional trigger comes with the music or, you know, someone says something or something like that. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Um, but yeah, that brings me joy because yeah. if that happens, for example, I try to write a letter to whoever who I'm thankful for. Yeah. And then, you know, really be in the moment and feel like how amazing that is. I have yeah. them. I have whatever I have. Yeah. Oh, that's really powerful. I love that. So what's something you've done that you're most proud of? I think I'm proud of my work ethic. Like It, it sounds very general, but I, I'm a big advocate of saying like your happiness doesn't have to depend on whatever you achieved or whatever you have at any given point of your life. But one thing I noticed throughout my journey is that Self-love doesn't just happen. I mean, again, there's also subjectivity in everything that anything I could say, like everybody has different opinion. That's okay. But one thing I know, like one thing I I know is a fact for me is that self-love just doesn't just happen. Self-love happens when you are doing the hard things and keep doing the hard thing. You like self-love is earned. And in that manner, I think what I'm proud of is, it's a continuous thing, but I've been always like very hard worker. I've been always very hard worker. And within the last, you know, last years, I started my own thing. Right. And it's hard. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. But in the end of the day, I'm always up. Like I always wake up next morning and I always choose to produce something for me. And that's hard thing that that's a really hard thing. And I think because of that, I have so much respect to myself now, like knowing that I'm doing the hard thing at my best every day. So I would say I'm proud of me. (laughs) I'm proud of that about myself. That's awesome. Yeah, fantastic. Finally, what's some advice you would share with someone listening today who's going through burnout themselves? So I think, again, like my approach is received in various way right and then I I really want to emphasize that Mm. everybody can have their own thing and own approach and I think the most important thing is to know what works for you for specifically but for me personally what works for me is to always come back to the point of like wait a minute I could cry I could you know say this is hard I'm burning out blah 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 but in the end of the day Two things. Sorry, I'm going to say two things. I'm going to share two things. The first one is, in the end of the day, you can say that, but the world moves. And then your option is like, so what are you going to do? Like, are you going to, are you going to just sit there and cry about it? Or like, do you actually see what's going on here is that the world is going to move, whether you're in it or not. Like you're, you're greatly insignificant in the world. Like, uh, whatever your outfit is, 
whatever you put in. That's one way to think about it. Another way is like, it's okay to take some time, right? And I, I think one thing I noticed is like, if you really want it, if, if it really means for you to have it, even if you take a year off, even if you take two years off, three years off, whatever, if you are very self-aware, like whatever your dream is, like truly, you know, founded on yourself, the self-awareness, then you can't help but to come back to it anyways. So it's okay if you need to take a rest. Maybe that way is better because you can produce more later on when you come back, right? And then again, I think it comes back to that time when I talked about being comfortable in uncomfortability. It's uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to be burned out not knowing what you want anymore because you've been working out just working so hard mm-hmm. like now you don't even know what you want anymore right it's uncomfortable but i think again i think especially for an entrepreneurial person to remember that yes it could get uncomfortable but in the end everything counts like like all that aspects count mm-hmm. can can you manage to overcome that uncomfortability is part of what you are evaluated on, like in the field of, or the game of whatever you're playing. So I think that's another perspective to go about it. Mm. Yeah, interesting advice. And uh, like you said, different things work for different people, but I love the idea of, you know, being okay with if you need a break, take a break. The world will keep on spinning. Everything will keep on moving. You can move with it or you can pause, you can relax, you can you know, reevaluate what you are doing and, and what you need from your life and you can come back to it if that's what's meant to be for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wonderful. Natsune, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Natsune Oki. If you haven't already, we have a free burnout kit available. If you head to the show notes, you can download that today. It's 18 pages of self-care tips and advice from myself and other industry experts. If you have already downloaded the burnout kit and you're looking for some extra support with managing or avoiding burnout, the Breaking Up With Burnout mini course is available now. You'll get access to three modules that cover life, work and burnout, which you can move through at your own pace. Head to the link in our show notes to find out more or go to theburnoutclub.com slash breakingupwithburnout. And I look forward to chatting with you very soon. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us. If you're suffering from burnout or want some tips on how to avoid it, join our Facebook group, The Burnout Club Community. If you've gotten something out of today's episode, we'd love your review. Simply click the link in the show notes to share your thoughts. Until next time, go gently.